0: all right we got barbecue legend danielle diva q in the house how you doing
1: i'm good how y'all doing
0: doing great thanks for coming on i really appreciate it
1: absolutely was not going to miss this even though we had a <laughs> schedule and i appreciate that
0: <laughs> no no problem no problem so 400 plus barbecue awards you know, grand champion dozens of times you traveled the world for barbecue uh-huh. I, when i was doing a little show prep my whole thing is I, I love to travel. I love to eat. I love drinks. I love that, you know, different cultures. It's great. I'm sure you get this ass all the time, but where, where are some of the best places barbecue has taken you around the world?
1: Um, you know, one of the things is I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> so I'm, I'm an OG. Um, I, I, w- I was, you know, traveling and teaching before YouTube before, you know, streaming services before all that. And I, Oh my gosh. I have really done some pretty badass amazing things and and as I get older I realize that some of the things I did when I was younger I don't think I realized how cool it was at the time mm-hmm. so I will tell you I've seen the Northern Lights in Tromso, Norway which is about three hours from the Russian border literally barbecuing at one of the oldest breweries in the world that one was definitely a standout for me um, being at a couple, a couple of Super Bowls <laughs> barbecuing And uh, having the chance to go and uh, visit with friends and family, Um, you know, everything from New Zealand, Australia, you know, I I really have traveled a lot, you know, Amsterdam, Copenhagen, UK, I'm just about to go off on another three week tour, uh, starting Tuesday, and I'm back to the UK, all over Ireland, all over, you know, Germany as well. Um, you know, I, I, I literally have traveled not even as close as, much as I want to. I just keep traveling. I always want to experience more. It's kind of like you're like a sponge, right? It's like this insatiable sponge of barbecue thirst for knowledge, barbecue experiences. I've taught over 20,000 students now, which is a pretty astronomical number. Um, and I love what I do. I love my clients. I love working with them. I only work with people I like. I'm at the point of my career. If I don't like you, I don't work with you. It's pretty <laughs> simple. I don't need to do it. I like my life. So, yeah. uh, I don't know how it. is. I've had so many. And, and every time I think I, 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 you know, I, I found the next thing I'm like, oh, but that was really cool too. Or you, know, you think I'm like, oh, this I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay. Uh, a few years ago, I got asked by Traeger grills to go to Las Vegas to teach um, a, a baseball guy. Now, I'm not a baseball follower, so apologies to all people that love baseball, okay? I, I got nothing. I'm a hockey and football girl. And nice, like, me too. Hockey, <laughs> hockey, football, NASCAR is kind of my thing, okay? Um, and the, those are the things that I love more than anything. So I'll give you an example, and I had no idea how special it was until afterwards because some of my friends freaked the hell out. Bryce Harper? Yes.
0: There you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got asked. I spent 12 14 hours with Bryce Harper and his family teaching them one-on-one barbecue um couldn't have been a better experience but I had n- like at the end of the night him and his wife asked me for a picture which was hilarious he's like you haven't asked me for a picture all day I'm like yeah dude you're not hockey and he looked at me like I had two heads I'm like no offense dude I understand you're good at what you do I hear this but and you're just another dude that needs to learn how to barbecue as far as I'm concerned so I'm like really chill about that kind of stuff but realizing later that you know, here i am spending 14 hours with this incredible you know man and his family which were they were just the best people and not giving a rat's ass about it because i uh, football football hockey yeah nascar yeah but nah baseball yeah whatever
0: he would be like the jeff gordon of um, <laughs> baseball yeah. like yeah uh, top 25 all time i don't know where prices fall <laughs>
1: and, my, and my friends my friends all freaked out afterwards because you know and then i have other clients i can't even talk about because you know mm-hmm. i do really like private vip one-on-one uh like people will fly me out to an island or fly me here or there to teach them barbecue it's cool as hell i just some of them i can't even talk about because you sign ndas you know and <laughs> and so you're like well that was really cool can't talk about it but it was really cool <laughs>
0: really cool yeah, yeah. yeah
1: there you go i don't know yeah. if that answers your question but that's that gives you the summation. I'm really lucky at what I do, um, but I'm not lucky because of what I do cuz I work really hard. And I think there's a big difference there.
0: Yeah, hardest working woman and person I would say in barbecue. <laughs> yeah. I saw based off of some of yourself online. Now, it's funny, right? Like everyone's a foodie now. Everyone mm-hmm. has a cooking page. <laughs> um, even me like I'm <clears throat> i have passion to cook and barbecue and like, so I'm pretty much starting a brand that I've already had in the past of just cooking and having fun. And it's amazing. It's a really for question for me, I'm trying to, how do I phrase it? Because how have things changed in the, in the world? I mean, I know phones and social media and cameras have changed everything, right? You're talking about before the YouTube world, you're out barbecuing. Yeah, and now, and now we've had Malcolm Reed on our show, how to barbecue, yeah. right? Like Malcolm's great. And I've learned a ton from Malcolm, like yeah. trying to figure out how to use the green egg when we got it yeah. for the first time. So yeah. how has it changed from when you got into now? I know that's a really loaded question.
1: Well, I, I would say that I, um, so Malcolm is somebody I really respect in the industry. Let me make that very clear. Um, there's a lot. I don't to be perfectly honest because it's all smoke and mirrors and BS. Anybody can make a pretty picture anybody can make a pretty video um, the problem is, is that nowadays it's like you say like everybody's doing it right so there's this massive saturation in the market now of all these influencers and i freaking hate being called an i hate violently hate being called an influencer because it feels very demeaning to me um, because i i didn't learn from watching youtube videos i didn't learn from you know i learned from going to school I learned from traveling way before, you know, YouTube. I traveled to every, you know, American North American barbecue region. I did the work. I put in the work. I didn't just, you know, flip on a TV screen one day and <clears throat> figure out how to do it. I I literally owned 65 barbecues, everything from big offsets to ceramic cookers to reverse flow gravities to you name it, I owned it and could use it properly. And one of the things is, is that it's changed so much now because the learning curve for how to make a great brisket, for example, okay? So when I started and you wanted to learn how to make a great brisket, you got your ass on a plane to Texas and you went and learned how to make brisket because there wasn't a lot of online learning available at that point. Uh, when I wanted to learn, I learned from some of the best families in Texas lore of barbecue goodness, which is the Blacks' families, the Mellors' you know there there's some really good families southside market the bracewells i could go on and on snows barbecue i was very lucky to have some incredible mentors when i started because there wasn't that learning curve dissipation that we have now now i mean you know what do we do if we can't find something like like the other day i'm like okay what's in that dish you know and we, we're all, we're on our phones and in a nanosecond we've got so much information at our disposal mm-hmm. and i think it's a good and a bad thing <laughs> at the same time. I mean, I certainly appreciate it. I'm like, what was that ingredient in that one dish that I had in Norway that I can't remember? Or what was that one Korean spice that I can't remember? And I think it's a good thing. On the other sa- side of the, co- the equation, uh, people need to stop wasting so much food. Um, and mm. and doing all these, these bullshit, and I don't know if I can swear, but I'm going to, um, uh, bullshit, you know, smash videos and wasting food. That really annoys the crap out of me. Um, that really, really upsets me when I see that. And if I see somebody I would have been following that does something, I immediately unfollow them. And the reason is, is that I, you know, food insecurity is still a really big issue for so many people in this country and in many other countries that I hate seeing content like that. I, that's, that's something I think that's coming out of, or or mukbang videos where they're consuming like, you know, 80,000 calories in one sitting. Um, My first impression is to think, um, and that's not to attack all mukbang. I understand that there's a whole cultural reference there. The problem I have with it is that there are so many people that are starving and and hurting for food that I really, really hate seeing that in any type of platform, in any type of culture, on any type of uh, cultural difference that you're wasting so much food. I literally hate that. I think that's one of the worst things that come out of these food influencers that are doing these stupid smash videos or or wasting so much because all I keep thinking to myself is the second I see it is like there are so many people out there that are starving or are really food insecure I come from a very 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 modest poor background uh I know what it's like to be very very lean on groceries and things like that and um and I hate to see that more than anything that's one of the worst things to come out of out of that I think because they're doing it for clicks they're doing it for likes they're doing it for all that why can't you do something good instead? Go do something good with the world instead. Yeah.
0: No, there's, there's a lot to unpack. I love that because <laughs> take, no, it's okay. This is part of a podcast because you could take that food and you could do really well with it. Right. Or you yeah. could take it and you could put it, you know, in your fridge and have it tomorrow with an omelet. You know, like there's, there's a lot to do with that for sure. You mentioned you've worked with so many different, you know, uh, smokers, grills, etc. Yeah. I miss i miss now are you i don't know if you're are you contracted through traeger i know you do a ton I, of I've
1: ex- so i made a decision a couple of years ago um made me very very clear because this is always i'm always full disclosure about this i'm exclusively with traeger now okay good um i have been working with traeger in, i'm going in my 17th year of working with traeger and on traegers i've worked with charbroil in the past i've worked with big green egg in the past i've worked you know on on all those types of grills i made a decision because at that point in my career I really wanted to teach a lot consistently with a product and and stand behind a company that I really believed in. Um, my integrity's never been for sale, and I, I think if anybody follows me on Twitter and Instagram, you know that right away.
0: I love following I, on Twitter.
1: I do not suffer a lot of BS. Well, okay, I will speak my mind at all times. And one of the key things for me is to work with companies of integrity that do good that I feel truly passionate about and and not because they give me a check. And, and there's a big difference there because there's a lot of grill whores out there and you'll see them flip from year to year. Um, and and they're absolute grill whores out there. They have no loyalty to the company. They're like, okay, well here, they're going to give me 15,000 for the season or 10,000 or whatever they're giving you for that season. And I'm going to talk about how much I love this grill and it's going to be total BS, you know? So my integrity's never been for sale. It never will be for sale. Um, and so one of the key things for me at that point is deciding to work with companies that I, I think that align with my core values as much as possible um, I'm very much an experience-driven person versus a money-driven person. And that's very important in my life. Um, I think people focus too much on money and not enough on their own happiness. And I think that that is a, a life lesson that I learned. And that falls into line with why I work with Trager. I really like what the company was doing. I like the fact that they were going after research and technology. They were going after um, just a really interesting area of the market. and Because I had had one since like the very beginning, like three days after I decided to become a barbecue or learn how to barbecue, I bought, there was two things that I got. I got a Weber Smoky Mountain. It was an 18 inch. Uh, It was one of the original ones. And then I got a Traeger Little Tex and it had one of the original like little wooden handles. I, I started with both of those girls right away. And one of the key things is is that I love making barbecue available to everyone. And so removing fear factors, removing all of the the barriers to a delicious food environment, uh, a delicious meal, consistent repeatable results is something I teach all the time. And so because of that, Traeger to me was a really perfect fit. Um, And I, you know, I've I've literally grown up in my career with this company at this point now. And and, uh, that's why I'm considered the OG because of that. Uh, because I've had all the experience with the other grills, then I went exclusive with Traeger. Um, and, and it wasn't an easy decision, but it was the right decision for me.
0: Yeah. They're awesome. And, uh, <laughs> they've been, they paired with a lot of guys in the NFL. So my, you know, I would say 50% of the guys have one, um, through, <laughs> through them, which has been really cool. And I get it from their perspective, bigger guys cooking food. A lot of guys are very visual. Yeah. Uh, it's a real easy marketing campaign. We all love to cook and we're big for a reason. We love to eat. So, um, yeah, I, I love mine. And you know, I think the best part about it is like this past weekend, uh, let's say Sunday or no, what do we have going on? Yes. Yeah, Sunday. I started a pulled pork, which is my favorite. I'm my, my, it's my favorite thing to make Brisket's my favorite thing to eat. Why not? Everybody's right. But <laughs> my favorite thing about the pulled pork is you just put it on and we can run around all day and you yeah. know you could do one where you, you can wrap it or you can let it go all day, whatever it is. So we let ours go all day unwrapped, but we were out around town. We live in Annapolis, Maryland and Navy graduation's going on right behind me right now. So there's a lot of stuff going on. So we hung out around town and then pulled the pork butt off and everyone came back and was like, what are we doing for dinner? I'm like, do you not smell yeah, that? It's like done. The, <laughs> it's done. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah, I'm pulling it right now. So no, I absolutely love ours. They're, they're so much fun. Um, yeah, it's interesting. You, you really brought up a lot of really great points. I'll say this. It's made people like me, uh, these videos, like I bring up Malcolm. Um, I bring up the, I follow the stale cracker. I think he's hysterical. Um, you know, these chefs online, people like yourself, um, look like a pro, you know, yeah. or at least have some sort of conversation because I can't. I, I, I can't go to Texas. You know, I don't have that. <laughs> but, but I can go to, you know, your page or Malcolm's and say, okay, I want to make um, a pulled pork. How do I do it? So yeah. it's, it's really cool in that sense. So uh, what's next with you? You're traveling around. You, you're, you're, you're running around. You got to oh. stuff to work, I'm sure all through the summer.
1: It's busy time. I'm I'm always busy, you know, I remember the time where, you know, up and until about October, November, and I was done for the year, you know, And so I usually take like two, three months off at that point, like just chill, and now it just doesn't exist, it doesn't exist at all. Um, I've already been to Australia twice this year, been to England, been to quite a few countries already this year, I think I've been to like 15 countries already this year, personal and business, I love to travel personally as well, so I think that's the other thing.
0: I saw you're in Key West, I was like, I hit you up right away, I'm like, that's my spot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was in yep. Key West. I was in Australia. Where was I? Where was it last week? Uh, oh, I was in Puerto Rico again. I was in Puerto. I, I love Puerto Rico, so I've been there three times already this year. I love what do New you
0: Florida. like about Puerto Rico?
1: The food and the people. Mm. Yeah, I love Puerto Rican food. I really do. Um, and they're a very pork-centric <laughs> country, which is very nice. Mm. Um, I love. I love Old San Juan so much. I love. I love. Uh, it's where I met my love. I'm. It's. It's where I got to experience some incredible food, mofongo, and 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 so many other things as well um right. so i love to travel for food i love to travel for the adventure i love to experience different cultures and and, and you know one of the great things is that when you do that is that you know everywhere i go um you know you get to find something every everybody has something fire related right so, so there's grilling and barbecue everywhere in the world you just have to find it sometimes you just have to look a little more difficult and you know it and and one of the great things is is that i Like this year, I have, oh, I think I still have six or seven more countries to go to this year. No, probably 10 10 more countries to go to this year. Mm -hmm. Um, My kids love to travel, too. My son's entering his uh, last year of high school, so I'm taking him on a senior trip in August. Uh, I'm going to take him to four different countries. Mm -hmm. Um, My girls love to travel as well. So earlier this year, I took one of my my oldest daughter on a a Caribbean cruise. Um, I love every opportunity to travel and to learn about food and people Because I truly think, you know, you're just saying something that just makes my heart happy, okay? That you had all these people, you're making pulled pork, and what did you do? You ate together. What a wonderful opportunity. You know, like, one of the great things is that we just, you know, we just had our big Traeger day. And and yes, I know it's Traeger. But one of the best things about that is that you just see all these people coming together with good tasting food. And you're right. You probably don't have time to go to Texas. You don't have time to go here. But the fact that a grill can help you do that. Yeah. It makes me happy. I mean, like I just posted a recipe, uh, actually, just uh, just a few minutes before today, and it was a, a, a dish my grandmother used to make. Now she used to do it in the oven. Of course, I'm going to do it on the grill. Yeah. And it's called a kofudi, and it's literally just this berry pie. And for years, I didn't even know what it was, but it was something from my childhood that I, you know, used to eat with my grandmother. And it just brought people together. This one beautiful fruit dish that we do on the grill now brings people together. That pulled pork brings people together. Um, So every time you can learn about food, uh, break bread with people, bring people together. That's a good thing. As far as I'm concerned, you know, one of the, the other things is that, you know, going back to the earlier point about no food waste is that when I have extra food, Uh, When I, you know, cause I, you know, shoot videos or I shoot little content things and I'm not, you know, I'm not staged like a lot of the, the big, the, the bigger content creators. Cause I really try to keep it really organic um, is that I support my local fire department. I support my local police department. Uh, our, our local fire departments are so undervalued and under and underpaid. It's bull crap. And so uh, whenever I have a chance, I try to feed them. Um, I support you know our local you know ministries. We have a neighbor that supports the local women's and children's shelter. We try to feed them too. So anytime you can bring people together with food through food, and of course for my zone of life, it's barbecue and grilling as a chef. You know that's a good thing it's it's an awesome thing and, and to do that all over the world that doesn't suck
0: all right so uh we're probably going to release this i'm thinking uh, you know i was thinking memorial day i really yeah. want to do it july 4th because i think uh, <laughs> because it's perfect you're like perfect for that that time maybe right a week before it so
1: yeah.
0: all right how about a tip to our yeah. listeners out there that for brisket i mean it's a complicated situation um no it isn't, no, it isn't. uh well, yeah <laughs> For normal people it is but yes uh for yourself no i i've kind of found my r- like kind of rhythm with it this is how yeah. we do it uh i've taken a little bit from me church from uh just a few different people like i just watched like eight different videos and i'm like i like that let's go with it and it's worked out well so um your thoughts and a little bit of advice for people grilling over the weekend
1: i think that you know it, it for for all grilling big weekends like memorial day 4th of july all those I think that a lot of times having a really great big central meat like a brisket's a good idea, or a or a pork. You don't have to do it all, but pick one good central meat and work from that point. Um, get as much prep done as ahead as you possibly can. Like there are so many things that you can do ahead of time, and I don't think people realize that, um, and they got all stressy about the day of. Um, I don't usually worry about parties at my house until it gets to about 100 people. I'll cook for about up to 100 people by myself. And then I I don't worry about dishes and doing serving. But um, like all your potato salads, all your stuff ahead of time, even your grilled vegetable. If you do a cold grilled vegetable platter, you can do that like two days in advance before your party. When it comes to things like brisket, get everything trimmed, seasoned, injected two days before you actually wanna to go to the grill. It's not gonna to delineate too much um, moisture away for or detract too much moisture away from the brisket as long as you start with a really good quality brisket. Now here's also another big surprise. I would much rather in most cases eat a prime grade brisket versus a Wagyu. Um, a Wagyu brisket is delicious, don't get me wrong. They're absolutely fantastic, but they're extraordinarily rich. And I really, really love a good quality certified Angus, you know, uh, prime brisket. That would be one of my favorite go-tos or a really good quality. Like, like there are so many great brisket places now that you can go and get a brisket from. Um, uh, Strew Ranch. There is Creekstone Farms. There is like, there are so many uh, 44 farms, uh, like tons of them. But get a really good quality prime brisket. And when you're trimming it, save all your trimmings. Gosh, I hate when people throw out their trimmings. I'm like, good God, no, don't do that. Trim it down so that it cooks as evenly as possible. I've got a video up on my Instagram. Um, If anybody, it literally takes me two and a half, three minutes to trim a brisket. Um, A super sharp six-inch flex blade. Uh, I use the ones from Victoria Knox, they're cheap, they're easy, keep them sharp, and they're perfect for trimming brisket and every other barbecue meat as far as I'm concerned. Um, keep your trimmings, grind them up, add those to some basic ass ground beef, and you will have some of the best ground beef ever. Um, so I don't like food waste either, so like all that kind of stuff you can do ahead of time, you know, and and the other thing is a brisket can be rested for four plus hours the most important thing is is that you always keep it above 140 45 degrees fahrenheit internal temperature you know get a good meter probe um you know so that you can keep that in into the meat itself and monitor it on your phone so you know the internal temperature of your brisket while it's resting in your yeti cooler (laughs) kind of makes sense to me and and, i'm yeah throwing out the name yeti because i've yet to find another and any other cooler that works as good um I I, I think I use my Yeti roadies more as holding cabinets than I do. I've got a few. I've got a gray one. I've got a blue one. And I've got a i got an orange one. Um, The orange one has only ever had meat in it. (laughs) It's never actually had anything but meat.
0: Um,
1: But, you know, that removes a lot of the stress when you're doing these outdoor parties or these big weekend parties. Um, Four-hour rest time is awesome on a brisket. It just gets better, people. It just gets better. It gets happier. So the more you can rest it, the more relaxed the proteins are. You know, they're chilling out just like you. And also, I think another thing, start grilling more components for your cocktails. Grill up oranges, grill up limes, make, um, like today, later on today, I'm actually going to make, because it's uh, Memorial Day weekend and we're going into another weekend, I'm making a smoked hibiscus syrup um, for cocktails, because why not? I think smoking your cocktail components is a really great idea. Make some smoked simple syrups, make some smoked ice cubes um you know use some distilled water filtered water get it on the grill smoke it for a couple hours you'd be so impressed with an old-fashioned with this smoked ice cube oh primo delicious
0: wow dropping (laughs) it's it's friday 9 55 a.m here my mouth's watering a little bit i gotta get through a workout and then we're going But i'll say this i'm gonna have to do some smoked jalapenos because i love spicy margaritas so that that's ideal um okay
1: Tip, another tip about those jalapenos. So I am a total jalapeno popper addict. I mean, mm. addict, hardcore addict. But here's the key: <clears throat> you can make them literally two weeks in advance and freeze them all. Because the assembly, and you know, the assembly, the cream cheese, the wrap, and the bacon, um, the <clears throat> getting all those those things done. <clears throat> if you make them two weeks in ahead. Put them in your freezer lay them all flat in one level because that, that's key so don't stack them on top so put them on a cookie sheet wrap them in a couple layers of plastic wrap two weeks maximum because cream cheese tends to break down after about two weeks two weeks you take them out the night before you throw them on the grill and all of it's done once again all that pre-prep all that pre-prep and here's the other thing if if for some reason your jalapenos Literally break apart, or or you you've overwrapped them. Here's what you do: you chop the shit out of them, you throw them in a cast iron pan, you add more cream cheese, you add more cheese, and oh my god, you got a dip.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, can we get some bacon in there too?
1: <laughs> exactly. Oh man,
0: yeah. There's, <laughs> I'm I'm Jack. Now I saw this on Meat Church. He takes the trimmings, puts them in a little bit of a, like a pan on the smoker. Yep golden liquid and then pours it over the, the is that too much is that overkill on the fat I think
1: it's I think it's overkill but you know yeah. what that's uh going for likes not reality um because here's yeah. the thing one of the key things is that the, the bacon um it can be very overpowering right like and, and what happens is what people don't realize is that your mouth once it fills up with that much fat that's yeah. all you're tasting. That, yep. it, I, that that look Colin that look right there. I that. just
0: I've done it and I and I, I look at it, I'm like okay let me try and I've tried it and it, it, it I I thought it was cool. I mean, you're just dipping your brisket in more fat. Yeah. I get, I get yeah. that, but it's, yeah. And I've had the wagyu.
1: Your mouth too much.
0: Exactly, and the wagyu is similar. Now, listen, like you said, it's unbelievable, right? Like, oh
1: yeah, oh yeah. But
0: Jack Arnold made some in Carolina. Jack is like buddies with a bunch of the Panthers guys, and he's nut job. He's absolutely crazy, and I've been a pleasure getting to know him. But he <laughs> he does wagyu brisket, and man, I'm like, I can only have like, it's like better with like. Mac and cheese, you know, and like, it's like overkit. Oh. you need something to take it down a
1: notch. I agree. So there has to be a balance there. There has to be an acid balance there. So that's why when you're eating Wagyu brisket, if you're having all Wagyu brisket, make some of my like, you know, marinated onions, or uh, even even jalapeno, like candied jalapenos or pickled jalapenos, you need to have that balance. It is an acid kill. To that much fat that's like saturating your mouth. That that's one of the things about barbecue. Barbecue is is wonderful, but remember the origins of barbecue weren't with wagyu. It was taking the discarded remnants. It was taking the the pieces, the the awful, the the other pieces that weren't you know this level of, of beefy goodness. And I will never turn down a piece of, of brisket that's wagyu or a beef rib that's wagyu. No, let me make that very clear. Or a steak, but you have to you have to balance it with an acid, or all you're getting is that. It's just fat.
0: Yeah, it's just fat. Okay, as we wrap things up, can you rank your U.S. barbecue areas? You can't do it. I love.
1: The reason is, is that, Colin, I have been to over 700 barbecue places. Okay? I'm talking Um, about
0: just like Texas versus Carolina.
1: And here's why. Here's why. I come from Canada originally. and Let me break this down for you, okay? I come from Canada originally. So I actually have a very pure view of barbecue versus somebody like you or a Texan or somebody in Kansas, because I did not get raised with regional preferences. Mm. And that is very important to understand that there is great barbecue all over this country. And by the way, in other countries as well. Okay. Um, and I know Americans don't like to hear that.
0: <laughs> no, it's though. There's, you there's good food everywhere like you said you gotta yeah. look harder for it and yeah. there's always somebody like we went to london this year yeah there's a place there called passion avenue it's a yeah. philly <laughs> cheesesteak spot i'm from philly it was a great cheesesteak everyone's like what the? i'm like listen the roll was not okay philly great i get it but it was yeah. really good it was still really good
1: so one of the key things for me is that i do not i am qualified to rank barbecue joints i actually am qualified to rank so i'm an actual <laughs> barbecue expert I have been to that many places. I can only think of two other people that have been even close to that with how many that I have been to. Had my own show on, bar- or, you know, on Travel Channel for three years, barbecue crawl. What did I do? Go to barbecue restaurants. <laughs> the key for me is I think what we have to do is just have a really great appreciation for each of them. I love Carolina vinegar pork. Oh, oh. my God. So crave good. it. Uh, I'll go to Sam Jones place, for example. Okay. Sam Jones. God bless that man. You know, pigs were created for Sam Jones to cook. Swear to God. Okay. I will go to El La Barbecue in Texas. I'll go to Southside. I'll go to Black's. I'll go to – there are so many places I can list. Regal's Barbecue. Oh, my God. Truth. I'm going to leave people out, and they're going to be pissed. But okay. So I can go to all these places and I can literally tell you that I want pastrami made at Regal's barbecue. I want a beef rib from Law barbecue. I want ribs made in a, a great place called Pappy Smokos in St. Louis, Missouri. I want my chicken made from Adam Smokos. I want every side dish and every crazy ass thing made from uh, Sugar Fire. Um, and I can go on and, on and on and on and on and list all these incredible places. But one of the great things is that you don't have to pick sides. It's barbecue. Just enjoy it all. <laughs> You may have to pick sides in sports. You don't have to do it in barbecue.
0: And we definitely are not talking politics on this show. No picking oh, sides. hell.
1: Either. no, here I will. Colin, this is this is this is my political rant, okay? Here yeah. you go. Bacon. I think if more stupid, idiotic politicians would sit their asses down with their constituents and share some barbecue, maybe they would have a clue about what actually matters to people.
0: And there it is. There's there's the <laughs> mic drop. Oh, Danielle Diva Q, I appreciate you coming on. Everyone have a safe and happy holiday. Safe barbecuing and yeah. uh appreciate you coming on.
1: Anytime. Have a great day. Be blessed.
0: You too.